money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk about money, Reb? I'm ready to talk about money. Oh, good. Because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And we are all alone in the studio today. We are. We've been talking all the month of January about change. Well, this is only the second week, so yes. But we are are, going to talk. (laughs) Okay, Okay, I'm giving you a hard time already. Already. She's giving me a hard time already this morning. You can tell where this is going to go. This is going to be a (laughs) long Yes, but we are talking about change. Yes, the month of January is about change. And I think that you giving me a hard time should be something that we're going to change. But we'll talk about that off air. How's that? Thank you. Uh, Anyway, today's topic. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about um, something that came up a couple months ago for me. And it's that the conversation we want to have today about financial breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And the reason it came up was because, you know, you read those memes or comments from people, you know, and, um, you know, they, you know, let's, this month, let's pray for financial breakthrough or, you know, and and you get a whole, like a million people saying amen to that or, and I started thinking, well, what does that mean? What is it? Is is it mean that you just want God to send you like a million dollars in the mail or you want God just to take away your financial problems or does it mean you want a new job? And so Dave and I this morning, I wouldn't say we have a definitive answer, but I thought we would have the conversation around financial breakthrough. What does that look like? And what can it look like moment by moment, every step of the way? Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to dig into today. Yeah. So um, you want me to keep going? Because I've got some awesome scripture. I know. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm like on a roll today. I know. I was, I, <laughs> of course, go for the scripture, Reb. Like, uh, this is what we do. <laughs> okay. So I went to um, 2 Samuel 23. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not directly about money again, but um, you came home, David, from uh, a church you were visiting on the weekend. And he, the pastor had been talking about David's mighty men. Mm-hmm. And he had been referencing one of the mighty men who had defeated a lion on a snowy day in a pit. And so you directed me to the scripture. And I thought, Man, I thought there was a whole story about this guy who defeated the lion with it, but that's all it says that there's this mighty man. Anyway, so I read the whole portion of the scripture. This is at the end of David's life, and um, it gives an account of David's mighty men. Mm-hmm. And when I was reading it and I was thinking about what we're talking, <clears throat> excuse me, talking about this morning, I was thinking about how, how did David get breakthrough? How did he get to victory? And there's a lot of things we could say about King David and David as a boy and how he got victories. But two things just popped out at me. One was that he trusted and waited on the Lord. And the second one, he was surrounded by men who got him the victory. He did not do it alone. And um, 
Next week, uh, we talk, we're going to talk um, to Ray about uh, Compass and how there's this program that people can be involved in and be a part of a group of people to help get your finances in order and to learn about what God says about finances. And I was thinking about King David, and I was thinking his breakthrough came so often through the mighty men. And there was, it says there's 37 mighty men that David had. Three of them were very mighty. But there was this one guy, his name was Shema. And I, I, just, I just love this little story. It's 2 Samuel 23, verse 11. The Philistines, uh, after him, there was this man named Shema, the son of Aji, the Herorite. I'm sure I'm saying it all wrong. But anyway, the Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. But he, Shema, stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines, so the Lord brought about a great victory. And I was thinking, all he did, it was a field of lentils, and he stood there, and he defends it, and he does it, why, because of the lentils? I don't think so. I think he was standing because he knew that he did not want the enemy to take any more resources away from what was God's and what was theirs. And um, I just want to translate into that financial story. We need to be the people who are standing in the field of lentils, and we need to have people standing in our field of lentils so that we can get breakthrough into victory. And I know it sounds crazy, but I I just feel so strongly that we also need to understand who our enemy is. They knew very clearly it was the Philistines. That he knew, you know, and it wasn't about the lentils because after he defeats them, I'm sure there was bloodshed. Who'd want to eat those lentils anymore with massacred Philistines on the field? But it was... It was the premise that this is not going to happen on my watch. Mm-hmm. And we need to be the people who are going to stand, and we need people who will stand with us without judgment. And, I, like, anyway, I just feel really strongly about that, so I don't know where we're going with this, other than we're going to have a conversation. Well, and, and let's, let's just put it into context that this is, this is a battle for our hearts, this is a, it's not a battle for our wallet or our bank account. We're talking about money, and money is the outward, in a sense, manifestation. But the battle, the true battle, is for our hearts. And, you know, linking back to your story, um, it wasn't about the field of lentils. It wasn't about that this guy was defending a certain piece of land that, that absolutely could he, – he just said – you will go no further. I mean, my my brain cycles back to to Gandalf standing on the bridge, you know, in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> right. going, "You, you shall, shall not pass. pass." And the reality of we all need pe- people in our lives. We all need um, times in our lives where we can stand and go no further. No further. You're not going to steal any more of my joy when I talk about finances. You're not going to steal uh, uh, any more of our relationship between me and my husband because we can't talk about money. No further. I am going to just stand in this field. And again, my brain goes back to the verses in, in the New Testament that say our, our, our battle 
is against principalities and powers and spiritual authorities in this world, and our response often is just to stand. You know, I know. Paul, I, Paul says we just yeah. need to stand there. Yes, we need to know the Word of God. Yes, we can, we can certainly apply the Word of God as an offensive weapon in the spiritual battle. But here we have a story going all the way back to David's mighty man, and he is standing in a field, I am sure fully armed, with and the knowledge and the ability to use the weapons that he had available to him, and we can do the exact same thing here in 2018 in the area of our finances and say, you shall go no further this year. And you and you you have to go back and re- read this passage because it calls us, you know, we want to talk about financial breakthrough and that's how I got on the whole, this whole rabbit trail to this passage. But the people fled. To me, I, I see David and Goliath in this story. Mm-hmm. The Philistines became a troop in the field of lentils and the people fled, but not this man. Mm-hmm. And can we be that man that stands uh, with others and say, no further? And I, I wrote a few thoughts down because it just came to me when I was meditating on these scriptures. And it, you know, it's like you said, it's a battle for our heart. Sometimes I, I know this is a terrible thing to say, Dave, and you're going to chastise me, but it's not about the money. You know, it, I, it's, a, it's our hearts. It's time we start to understand that the resources of God are threatened every day because we don't understand what we're up against. This is a battle for our hearts and not money. God wants our hearts. He doesn't want our money. It's time to awaken out of sleep about this. And you know what? One thing I'm realizing more and more and more that you, David, aren't my enemy. You know, you're my spouse. You're not my enemy. The enemy of God is my enemy, and he wants to come in and kill, steal, and destroy everything that that we are standing for. And And I can say publicly that this hasn't been an easy season for us, and um, I might start crying, um, but you said to me this morning, all I know to do is stand. And he says it uh in Ephesians, what you already mentioned. So stand. So therefore stand with the full armor of God and pray. And that's where David and I find ourselves for our own lives and situations we're in personally, uh, for situations that we are in at work, for those people we represent that we're trying to help it more than enough. We're standing and trying to be that man in the field who will defend the field of lentils. And we have to start understanding that... um, uh, the greatest threat is for intimacy with God the Father. So it's coming through our money. We're coming in stress. He's coming in stress through our money and debt. And I was just saying it this morning. You know, you can get so discouraged because the very climate of our country is debt building. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like we're surrounded by people who love to save money. Our whole climate and atmosphere of our nation is debt building. The governments aren't doing it. The the um, maybe the banks have all the money, but anyway. But but we're just in this atmosphere, and it's hard, and we're discouraged. People are discouraged, and we're weary, and and we're like, no, I can't stand. No, I can't stand in a field when the troop when the enemy is so discouraging, and he's eating away at our very hope. Mm. But yet. 
God calls David and I today to stand, and he's calling each of us to stand so that we will see breakthrough, and it will come in our finances. It will come in our relationships if we can stand together like David had his mighty men. And, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about the verses in Matthew that just say, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And, and I, you know, those are some of my favorite verses. But again, recognizing that when this man, and I'm going to go back to that Samuel example, is standing in the field, he's standing for what's right. He's standing for what he knows is the kingdom of God. He's saying, hey, you Philistines are coming to take land away from God's people. We're God's people, and I'm having none of that. And we can apply that right to our own finances where we say, you know, the, the interest that I'm paying on my debt is money that's being stolen from the coffers of God's kingdom. I would much rather apply, take that interest cost and apply it to, to generously give it away to where I want to give it away um, or where I feel God wants me to give away. And I feel restricted because I'm in debt to do that. Stand, stand and say, okay, no more. How are we going to? There's a process, there's a battle, there's a, a more standing and, and that the, needs to happen. And he was armed and he didn't go in ill prepared. Mm-hmm. He already was a warrior and knew how to fight, but he was going to take on a, he was going to defend that field. And he defended the field when the, the people couldn't. Mm-hmm. And there are people in our lives that can't defend themselves. You know, there are stories that we hear, you know, they're on their right track financially, all of a sudden someone loses a job, someone gets sick, somebody dies and they have to pay for funeral expenses, sets them back thousands of dollars. You know, are we willing to stand with people and help practically, you know, provide food or shelter or, you know, all of those things? That's really what this man was doing in that field. He was putting into practice what he knew he was called to. And we have to ask ourselves the same. Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure I have any definitive answers on spiritual financial breakthrough. It's not, God is not a God we can just superstitiously just say, well, stand on that promise and then he's just going to do it for you. Or, you know what, if, I mean, Dave and I have these conversations all the, the time and maybe you'll disagree, but, you know, just because you give money to God doesn't mean he's using that as his as the the magic card for him to bless you. You know, his grace covers us. If you can't give money because you're strapped financially, don't think God's not blessing, gonna bless you because you can't give. Mm -hmm. Like there are certain things at work that we have to understand that God is in relationship with us to free us and to walk intimately with us because he loves us so much. And, and he, he's got such, such beauty to offer us in relationship that no matter what we're walking through, no matter what field we're standing in, he is not leaving us alone. He never left David alone. You know, when, he, when David was hiding, when his men were with him and they were hiding in caves and eating what they could and being chased down by the enemy, God was with him. It didn't seem like it. And maybe some of us feel the same way. And that's what I love about David, because we can read the Psalms, 
and identify with his his laments. Lord, where are you? Why aren't you vanquishing my foes? You know, like how many Psalms, uh, and I haven't done the count, but how many Psalms don't have that theme? Whereas David is, is in a sense saying, please, Lord, deliver us from our enemies. Please, Lord, uh, you know, come through. I mean, those are the cries of the heart prayer that, that we can identify with when we're struggling with making ends meet and, and trying to figure out what happens in this, uh, how to live in this culture um, where there's so many pressures and tensions that are going on, and yet we can also, um, often those psalms are then ended or tempered with, but blessed be the name of the Lord. You reign on high. The Lord is is gracious and merciful. Um, and, and David goes on and on. And, and so we can identify with both of those things where David is saying, please, Lord, let there be breakthrough. And, and, and then he says, and yet you are still on your throne. And yet, you know, the that the change that needs to happen, I recognize that, Lord, you are the author of that change. And that I see it from this uh, this perspective, and I'm I'm crying out to you, Lord, in faith that you will facilitate the change, um, and and God does so, but He doesn't necessarily do it without our pers- participation. And again, I'll go back to that man standing in the field. God wanted something to happen. The Philistines were not going to take any more ground. He knew it. He participated with the Father to do it. And we'll relate that to our money stories here and now and saying, if you know that God is saying to you, I need to make a change in my finances, that we need to make a change in, in our finances if you're a couple or a family, that you can know that God is tweaking your heart to do that. He will bring the change. He will facilitate the change, but he will also expect us to participate. And he, and and on that line, because I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking uh, our dear friend quoted um, a Bible study she's doing on prayer. And sometimes we come to God with expectation, so we expect the lottery winning ticket, or of um, mm-hmm. all, how many of us haven't just daydreamed about someone you know sending us a million dollars or or paying off our debt? What would that look like? Um, you know, we, you can daydream about those things. And we have expectations of God. And I think David and I are even going through the, that, that journey right now ourselves over, you know, this is what we think it should look like. And he's saying, you know, stand and wait on me and come to me expectantly, not with expectation of how it's going to be. And it's hard. It's hard to wait. So some of you are saying, yeah, I've tried all the right things. I've done it. I'm working really hard. You're a single mom whose husband left. And there's so many circumstances that have have been hard. Um, and you're feeling like you have no hope. And all we can say to you is that we serve, like you said, a God of hope. And lament those things. Lament the hardship. David lamented to the Lord. David said it out loud. He cried out to the Lord. Those are cries of the heart prayers. Those are, are, are why aren't you listening? You seem so far away. But David always seems to come back to the worship and praise of the Father because of the intimacy they share. And he cultivated that intimacy as a young boy watching over the flocks. And, and 
And in our money stories, too, that there are always things that we know we can do. You know, keep it simple. You know, I, I don't want to move too much into the practical, but, you know, <laughs> the reality is, is that, you know, let's just look at if you're, if you're want the Lord to facilitate change and the Lord says, you know what, just simply do a budget. Hmm. Oh, a spending plan in our words. Yes. Yeah. Just sim- yeah. simply do a spending plan. And you go, well, no, I don't want to do a spending plan because, you know, that, I denied, denied. wait a minute. You know, again, I'm reminded of the story of Naaman who comes to the, the Lord and says, I've got leprosy. I want to be healed of my leprosy. <laughs> and he doesn't like the answer that the, that the man of God gives him. And he goes, and it takes the simplicity of, of his servant to say, listen, if he had told you to go conquer a hundred, you know, bring a hundred, you know, Bulls, shields yeah, or whatever, whatever yeah. you would have done those things because that was a mighty act. And all he's telling you to do is go wash in the Jordan seven times. That's actually quite a brilliant practical thing to get spiritual breakthrough or financial breakthrough in your finances. And we heard a story recently about that. It's just when you when you face your finances and learn where your money's going, then you actually can, you might get a different handle on it. There's breakthrough there. There's breakthrough. There's breakthrough breakthrough there. there. And I, one of the things Dave and I were, when we were talking about this, apart from the man in the field of lentils, um, you know, what is, what can breakthrough look like? It's not necessarily that your debt's going to be wiped out um, in one fell swoop. I mean, wouldn't that be nice for all of us? Wouldn't that the Canadian government like to have someone come and, but I can I can say that if you do the thing that the Lord asks you to do, do a spending plan, do whatever what, it is, right, but it's it a, will happen. But it's a moment by moment, and it's it does take, moment. and it it can take years, and and that's okay. But we were talking about well, what could it look like. So I, we wrote some, down some ideas, and one of the things that came up just in a couple perspective is that you start talking about money and you don't fight about it. Hmm. Financial breakthrough can be simple conversation where you're no longer arguing about money, mm-hmm. where you start to get on the same page, where you start to create dream together, we start having the same purpose. So you can still have debt, but you start talking about money. And we see it uh, more than enough with our clients as mm-hmm. as we facilitate conversations even about money. Because it's, it's, and it's so much more. It's so, it brings healing to marriages. And that's so very exciting. Um, another um, breakthrough can be, um, uh, like you said, working on a spending plan together then and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. And, or I think I can go shopping at a mall and not spend a dime. Or I just spend the cash in my hand and not put it on credit. That's a, that's a financial breakthrough for me personally. It's those things that we can celebrate and understand, oh man, God, you are making it's, me aware. I've been putting $100 a paycheck aside for my emergency cushion, and now I've, I've, I've got a, uh, you know, three months where, or I've got money in my emergency cushion for the inevitable emergency that's going to, I mean, that's breakthrough because I've never, ever been able to save money in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I hear that one uh, probably more than, than and, any and of the other breakthroughs is, I have emergency. my emergency cushion in place. Like, wow, you know. So can you explain what an emergency cushion is for people who don't know? 
So uh, again, it, it just there. There's really two phases to that emergency cushion. So the first phase is, is if you have consumer debt, we simply want you to have a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars in an account that is available cash for those emergencies that you can't plan, right? So that goes in conjunction with your spending plan. You're planning what you spend. You're spending what you plan. But there's times where stuff happens, and you go, oh. I have an emergency and I I have a reserve. It's the place to go when you would have went to your credit card to pay for that expense. Now you can you can actually use and that cash. can be up to two thousand depending on what your needs are. If you own a house or have cars, or I know we just um, used ours before a car repair that we uh, weren't. And we, that's what it's there. That's what for, it's there for. Right? So that was pretty. That's it is. It's pretty cool to have that. So that's a practical thing. But I guess what we're saying is, but that's uh, a breakthrough. That is a breakthrough. That, that is that's, that's saying, a breakthrough for people. <laughs> and you may not be fully out of debt, maybe for five years yet or ten. Um, you know, we're still paying down our mortgage and we're on it. You know, we've have five kids. You guys know that about us. If you've listened, you know, we are still on a journey of doing those things in our own life. But it is very freeing to have an emergency cushion in place. It is very freeing that when Dave hasn't had an income over the last 10 years where we've had some money put aside where we could live off of it. It is. It's just very it's just very helpful to do those prudent things. And it does feel like breakthrough, even though you, you're not fully out of debt. And that's where the freedom comes. It's freeing to have an emergency cushion. It's freeing to know where your money's going. It's That's where the hope comes. And the freedom does come. You can have, but most of all, and we'll go back to this, where was David's freedom? David's freedom was found in his walk with God and he needed the people around him mm-hmm. to support him. Now, he still led. He still, when he came into the cave and Saul was there, Serena loves this story, how he didn't kill Saul because Saul was still the anointed of God and he just took a piece of his cloak. Mm-hmm. You know, he had to stand and lead, but he was still surrounded by men who were with him. And I guess I go back to that spiritually in our financial journeys. Are there people who are with you? Are there people you can share the story with that are going to walk with you to break through mm-hmm. and when you do talk to your spouse and you for the first time and you haven't had a fight you can call them and <laughs> said we d- we talked about money and we didn't fight this is huge and they can celebrate with you mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can bet there was celebration over the defeat of the philistines you can bet it happened yeah and and recognizing that that's you know those people that are with you they're your source of encouragement they're your source of of um and um checking you to say you know i think this is what the lord is saying or i think this is and they can go well yeah that's you know this is that resonates with what the what the lord is saying again and and they so that there's some sense of accountability right. there but there's also more so this sense of of supporting you and encouraging you and don't get behind the eight ball use those people before you make the decision not after you make Mm -hmm. the decision you know that whole word accountability we won't go into that during this show but that idea is is that those people are for you much the same as the Lord is for you. They want you to succeed. And so, you know, one of the best ways to use the people around you is just simply say, I'm going to stand in this field like the, the, the gentleman, one of David's mighty men, and who's with me? 
Who's going to support me? And if nobody does, then I'm still going to stand in the field because I think this is what the Lord wants me to do. And as we desire to do have that for ourselves, we can do that for other people. So Mm -hmm. the question, I guess, practical question is: Who are your mighty men? And who are you a mighty man for? Who are you going to walk with to walk with people for financial breakthrough? And next week, we're going to talk. You stole my practical, I'm just saying. Okay, I did. You know, I'm just learning from the best, (laughs) right? Um, We have less than a minute, though. So next week, we are going to talk to someone who is who gives a living example of of walking through and standing and um uh having that those breakthrough moments Mm -hmm. so well lord we thank you for the time that you give us to just advance your kingdom here on earth lord we know that that you're not after our money that you're after our hearts and so lord as we uh, conclude this show may the the things that you speak into our heart produce the change in our hands and so lord we just uh, we just commit these things we commit the truth your way uh, to uh, to the outward expression of how uh, we live in this world uh, here in north america and just uh, give you glory and honor in jesus name so see you next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.